Funding for the muck is provided by Code H Cutlery, the Maya Hurwitz Trust, and individuals like you from our listening audience. For more information about the muck, visit www.welcometothemuck.com. Chapter 3. The Mystery of Vanishing Verdant West Virginia, a state that's not often in the national news, and when it is, well, it's not often good. Take the January 2014 Elk River chemical spill, which sent scores of residents to the hospital and left a quarter million people without potable water for a week. Sadly, not the Mountain State's first run-in with environmental calamity. A much smaller spill occurred along the banks of the Buckhannon River in southern Upshur County back in the summer of 1998, when contaminants from verdant processing leaked into a popular swimming hole and led to the acute poisoning deaths of two nine-year-old twin girls, Natalie and Nicole Unseld. After an extensive investigation, the plant's owner, Gregory Verdant, was charged with criminal negligence. His attorneys arranged a plea bargain with federal prosecutors, reducing his sentence to a modest fine and community service. But on the day of his hearing, Verdant vanished. And he hasn't been seen or heard from since, which is what brings me here today. Now, some 15 years later, to find out what happened, to uncover the truth, or at least to shed light on a past injustice that a small town might otherwise prefer to forget. So, who was Gregory Verdant, and what were the events surrounding his mysterious disappearance? To answer these questions, we have to travel back to the late 1980s, where we find a 29-year-old Gregory Verdant fresh out of grad school, University of Michigan to be specific, a newly minted PhD in chemical engineering, who took his first job with RAF Industries, the multinational East Lansing-based conglomerate. While RAF's general counsel respectfully declined my request for Verdant's files from the Human Resources Department, I did manage to track down a former colleague. Gregory Verdant. Hmm. Well, well, that's a blast from the past. This is Pete Shipley, a retired senior engineer at RAF Industries and Gregory Verdant's first boss. He was quite a whiz, as I recall. Uh-huh. Clever, dedicated, pretty ambitious, too. How was he viewed by his uh, work colleagues? Well, as far as I recall, he, he was friends with everybody. Hard worker, too. You know, Gregory, he led by example. It's probably why he rose so quickly in the company. Oh, yeah, he, he got promoted? Oh, she sure did, multiple times. You know, I, I was his first boss, but definitely not his last boss. By all accounts, Verdant was an all-star employee. After just two years, he had made his way to mid-level management, and by 1995, he was the deputy director of RAF's North American R&D department. For Gregory, it was, it was all about the process of discovery, you know? Experimentation, trial and error. He had some big breakthroughs, but I guess our company was more, I don't know how to say it, but... Uh, uh, risk averse? 
yeah, risk averse, sure. Don't rock the boat, you know? I guess Gregory just had too much to offer. He wanted to, to push the boundaries further than the organization would allow. He was an idealist, I guess. He really thought he could make a difference and change the world, do some good, you know? Yeah, he was a true believer in the science of it all. RAF brass, uh, they were just more, I don't know, pragmatic. Is that why he left? Well, yeah, he never told me directly, but if you ask me, sure, it's probably why he made his move. By made his move, Pete's referring to Verdant leaving RAF Industries, which occurred in the spring of 1997. Although I was unable to uncover any documents related to the cause of his separation, I have no reason to believe it wasn't amicable. More likely, based on the May 97 legal incorporation of Verdant Processing, LLC, Verdant's departure was a strategic decision on his part, a reflection of his innovative entrepreneurial spirit. And it was this burning desire to strike out on his own that ultimately brought Gregory Verdant to the rural Appalachian Hills of Upshur County, West Virginia. Verdant Processing's Upshur County facility opened with great fanfare in the summer of 1998 in the unincorporated community of Sago, just outside Buckhannon, West Virginia. The plant's opening was the culmination of nearly a year of intense negotiations between Verdant and the Upshur County Commission, a courtship well documented in the local press. Ultimately, the deal resulted in a 20-year property tax abatement for Verdant, estimated at $1.7 million over the life of the benefit a perk granted under the auspices of, quote, economic development. It was a costly but not particularly controversial measure, given Verdant's pledge to hire local and expand the facility in the coming years. At the time, it was thought that Verdant processing would lead to something for which everyone in the community, and the broader region for that matter, was in desperate search of, jobs. The Verdant processing was a once-in-a-generation opportunity for the community. Everybody was behind it. This is then-commissioned President J.P. Humphreys, who agreed to talk on the record with the muck. Well, first, you got the construction jobs, then you got the shift jobs. Well, only a dozen at first, but with the growing demand for clean coal, well, for a plant making these sorts of chemicals, everybody thought, sky's the limit. These sorts of chemicals, the ones to which Commissioner Humphreys was referring, and the type that Verdant Processing was fully invested in, are known in the coal industry as cleaning agents, complex chemical compounds that when sprayed on coal prior to its being burned greatly reduce particulate matter. The process is fairly commonplace nowadays, but at the time, Verdant's operation was on the forefront of cutting-edge technology. It was good for the environment, good for the economy, good for the people. A win-win-win. But then something went wrong, didn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, something certainly did go wrong. Did wrong. To understand just what went wrong some 15 years ago, I'll begin the next installment with my first on-location interview. Upshur County Sheriff Lisa Hughes, a dedicated law officer whose father, the recently deceased Roy Hughes, served as Upshur County Sheriff before her and played a lead role in investigating the incidents from the summer of 98, which gave rise to my presence here today. All in due time. This is Albert Edwin Carter from Buckhannon, West Virginia, inviting you to join me next time on The Muck.